0: I don't want to talk about that. I'm more more issues to be talking about than that. The climb
1: was still, still dark at the stack but it got brighter and brighter nearly every day. Well, have
2: been mine over six months
0: because this is our season? I think that's rubbish.
2: I'm
1: up to the gutter to get where I am.
2: I'm delighted to be here, but it's
1: been earned. It's, that's it's, for a, sure. it's a
2: great honour. It's kind of surreal, really. The whole thing has okay, been. Okay you've won them all. That's pretty mental. What
1: people on social media have done is disgusting. This is Sportsbeat Extra. Good evening. You're very welcome to Sportsbeat Extra. I'm Sean Connolly and I'm going to be with you every Saturday from 5.30. Today we're catching up with David Power, the Tipperary senior football manager. But first, I'm going to talk to a man who knows a thing or two about Kilkenny hurling, Mr. John Knox. You are very welcome along to Sportsbeat Extra. Sports beat with HollywoodBets.ie, bringing the sports stars to you. 18 plus, gamble responsibly. See gamblingcare.ie. The Leinster Senior Hurling Championship is up and running, and after last week's action, we've already had a couple of notable talking points. I'm joined now by a former sports editor for the Kilkenny People, the extremely knowledgeable Mr. John Knox. John retired in 2020. Um, had the privilege of covering club championship and intercounty adventures for about four and a half decades. He was there for the famine of the 80s and obviously he was there for the feast which followed. John, you're very welcome along to Sportsbeat Extra. Thank you very much for joining me today.
0: Right, thank you, Sean. Go on, some
1: introduction, go on. I think you deserve it. I think you deserve it. Um, So, obviously, um, we'll just start on modern fashion anyway. A comprehensive win against Westmead with five goals to boot. Um, I know we're just getting underway at Nolan Park against Leash. Um, I know there'll never be any disregarding um, any opposition, but firm favourites to record two wins from two and move on to Pierce Stadium in May weekend. Um... Brian Cody gunning for three in a row. How has it felt across the, the county at the moment? What's your own opinion and across the county?
0: Well, I, I, think, I think the draw was very favourable for Kilkenny, to be honest with you. Uh, like, if Kilkenny had asked or had planned for an introduction to the championship, I think there would, with every respect to Westmeath and Leash, Kilkenny would be expected to beat him, so it was a nice way to amble, if you like, to not be under the fiercest of pressure, like we say, uh, a cart against Limerick last week or a tip against Watford. Those are two high-pressure games. It could, it, Kilkenny against Westmead. Uh, it wasn't the game that Kilkenny would have feared, which was a great game for Westmead. They looked forward to it. Like like the minnows from the FA Cup in England, getting a shot at the big name that was good. But if Kilkenny had asked for a walk into the championship, this is it. It was it. Give us we'll take us mate at the beginning. Then Leash. Leash have found it difficult against Kilkenny uh, in recent years. Even in the most recent uh, league, the league in February, Northern Park, they found it difficult. So uh, it has been a, a nice walk in for them now. Brian Cody is always terrific at this. He never allows his charges to take any team, any team, uh, easily. They, they give players, the, the opposition, the utmost of respect. And they have to, because if they don't, Brian, Brian will just haul him off. He'll, he'll, he's the boss. He expects standards and uh, nobody gets an easy ride against Kilkenny. And uh, the way the, the championship is going, you have to be running up big scores. So it's uh, nobody can you have to just foot to the floor from the off, even though Kilkenny didn't do that last weekend. They were a bit pedestrian early on. Uh, didn't really go until the second half, ended up with a big score of five twenty-three to one nineteen. But a lot of the damage was done in the second half, when, and and particularly when Leash were uh, reduced to fourteen men. But it's it's it's, it's been a good it, it's it's be, it'll be a nice walk in for as I say for Kilkenny. Like if if you, if you look at if you look at the draw, the way it's um, I don't know what it is. It's uh, Wexford, for example. Wexford opened against Galway. Now they have Dublin. There's, a, to me, it yeah. it's be a big difference there in, in in the level of challenges and you don't the the margin there for error if if either it was at Wexford or Galway or Wexford or Dublin if one of them gets the gets the selection wrong it can be costly on the day to any of these got two chances to walk to run into the championship and, and look at the team and look at
1: where it could improve things. Well, that's it. And you see, look, it is favourable. Obviously, it is favourable. But yeah. there, there's a couple of talking points that can't really be overlooked. And you're talking about that game and yes, you can only play what's put in front of you and you do have major, major stallions going up against, as you said, FA Cup Minos. Yeah. There was only six yeah. wides in the game. And, and I mean only having six wides in the game from Kilkenny I mean that, that, that's ominous that's an ominous ominous confident Kilkenny side um, a couple of notable performances against Westmead Mikey Carey really shun at wing back how impressed have you been with him
0: oh I've been hugely impressed with him this year sorry just to add to that point that you said about shooting less wides that's interesting Teams are now not putting the ball at risk as often as they used to in, in times past. Now some, a lot of teams, and I think the Kenny are working on that. Get it into an area where, where uh, when you're going to have a shot, the odds are in favour of just hitting the target rather than you know being too chancy about it. So that 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 can, it's not happening everywhere because there was a lot of wides in different matches. Last weekend, um, so but the, like the Dublin footballers, the Dublin footballers never put the the the, the ball at the risk. They walked up the field slowly, and they never. The others had a chance seventy seventy thirty, I would say the odds that they would land a point before the tri- the tryer kick. But anyway, that's that's that point. Mike, uh, Mikey Carey. I I'm in fact I know young David Blanchfield was one of the new chaps who. Who came in this year and made a big, uh, a big impression? Well, I think Carey has is the, the standout player, as you suggested. There, he's big and he's strong, and he he was he came last year and he didn't really make it. But I think that might have he learned a lot. He probably went away a about it for the winter, but his terrific charging forward, and like the father, he threw one brilliant hand pass uh, in the semi final against and who charging up the right wing. He must have hit it about fifteen yards. I think he he's, he's per, he could yet turn out to be the find of the year because he's big, he's strong, he's mobile, and he's after scoring. I think he's scored in three or four games already. So that's the start, That's the way where the game has gone now. Like you know, the wing backs, even further back, cornerbacks are, are appearing more often on score and uh, among the scorers than they did in the past.
1: Yeah, and I think it—it—it—I it, mean, you made reference to the FA Cup minnows. It's almost yeah. really taking on board that that real elite level football scenario whereby fullbacks, are now additional wingers, and and you get that additional attacking forefront whereby most teams made out of a front line of three essentially they attack in a front line of five and it's the very very same in this game now you get these young strong big guys marauding up the wings and they just add this extra impetus and obviously someone like Mikey Carey comes from real pedigree um, so he's only going to get better and better and better um, looking at as away from that as well, I mean, obviously TJ always seems pivotal in in the important stages. And coming off the bench, hitting one four after returning from groin surgery, I mean, tremendous. Okay. And having TJ Reid and Connor Brown as well coming off the bench, it's a huge bonus for the county, isn't it? Oh, absolutely!
0: Like, uh, like, like TJ. Gosh, he doesn't know as much or, or as anything at all. But his presence, I, I remember being in Westmeath. Uh, about five years ago after a, a Walsh Cup game and he was walking into the into the Cusack Park and I could see the fans look at him. I heard two people say, look at the size of him. Like we look at him on the pitch and we don't see him as being a giant of a man. But if you actually stand up beside him in your street close, he's huge. And and the talent he has and the leadership he's able to give now is is terrific. Now I don't think Kilkenny can depend on him as much as they used to. We said last year and the year before. It's going to have to be a different role for him, but by golly, he's still a big player. He's still a massive player. He's still going to be a, the leader and I, uh, one of the leaders, because I think in Cork when we were beaten by Cork in the semi-final, we went out. We faded out of the game in the second half. And one thing that disappointed me most was nobody stood up to be a strong leader that day. Nobody. Everybody faded together, if you, if you like, which was a bit disappointing. But uh, TJ, TJ won't be a fader. I don't mean that in a criticism. It's it's the time of year. People, You don't know what people are in terms of their training, how tired they were, how tired they weren't. But TJ will be a massive, a massive Time, his presence alone, and, and then his, he, he, he'll finish, he'll create. Uh, and that would be massive
1: for Klikanian. Yeah, I was just going to say that to you. I mean, it's, it's obvious what he can do in terms of talent. I know, look, uh, uh, us, us, us old dogs, we're just getting older and older and it's becoming a younger man's game. Um, but, yeah. I mean, even, I mean, the, the ability that TJ have is obvious for everybody to see. But it's just the aura that he has around him on the field. I mean, that alone is enough to sort of... Uh, Get 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 the hair up in the back of the neck of the opposition that they have to have this character in front of them, this hero of the modern game. Um, I mean, I suppose moving onward from championship as well. I mean, 2015 seems a long time ago. Um, is there a sense in the county that this particular crop, when you're talking about young lads like Mikey Carey coming through, and you're talking about returning superstars like Inti Reed and Conor Brown, can this side match the physicality, the the the, the pace? And and I suppose the sheer determination of these monster sides in Limerick and Waterford this year. Do you think?
0: Uh, no, there's there's the there's the real question. I always looked at that that you don't think about the monster teams until you actually have to face them. By the time Kilkenny have to, you know that that's going to be the All Ireland series. By the time Kilkenny get there, they've be, they've been notorious for progressing met of stride uh, during the championship. Now, I would be sceptical that we could go as far as matching Limerick right now. I know we beat Watford in the league in Northern Park, but I don't think, I don't think that was a full-blooded affair from Watford. So if you mentioned the two of those. That's the level that Kenny are going to have to be looked at, looking at if they get through if they get through to the All-Ireland series. And and all the teams in Leinster, let like, no one call themselves. What happened in Munster last week was something. What happened in Portley Cree was just mind-blowing, that a team could hit the ground running, as Limerick did, and then suggest that, ah we're not really there yet. By yeah, God, pl- they were in some place. And if there's much more to come from them, uh, they, are, they are what they are. They're the favourites, and we saw. So. Watford. Watford got through a very difficult game last week. I, I, I felt Tip really played. I, I didn't expect the level of performance for Tip. I thought they were a bit in transition from the past in terms of their team and from the past in terms of their style. They're, they're, they're playing the new sharp passing game. But by the way, they got it together and they really pushed it to Watford up to water and fair play to water for, for,
1: for, for what they did well that's it and, and I spoke about this uh, last weekend um, yeah. I was obviously I was i was previewing the game coming to fruition and that Tipperary side I think with maybe about 60 seconds to go in that game Tipperary were yeah. not they were more than in it they had an opportunity to yeah. win it and yeah. but for the difference of about I think it was three wides from three attempts and, and in the counter Waterford were putting them over the bar. That was the difference between those two two teams on the days. So I mean, you're looking at it now when you're talking about your Limerick and and obviously they're the team to beat naturally. Waterford probably very, very close to them and well matched in them. And then you have this group behind. Um, but but um, look, it's, it's anybody's game coming up to it. It's anybody's game. And it's fantastic to see the champion. I think we'll both agree. It's just it's, just, it's great to have Championship Harlem back, you know, to be able to talk about it and have the, the thrills and the spills and uh, so much fallout from it. And it's just brilliant seeing the old guns mixing with the new guns. Look, um, I won't keep you any longer because obviously we've hurling on on, on right now. So thank you so much for joining me today, John. It was an absolute pleasure talking with you. We'll catch up again shortly. And uh, I wish you all the best, okay, my friend? Listen, Sean, enjoy
0: the hurling.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All right. Sports
1: beat with HollywoodBets.ie, the home of HollywoodBets Super 7. The ultimate tipping challenge. 18 plus. Gamble responsibly. See gamblingcare.ie. On the dawn of the country's perennial football championship, I spoke with David Power, Tipperary's senior football manager, ahead of their clash with Waterford in the Munster Senior Football Championship. So, David, very good speaking to you. Uh, Waterford await on the 30th of April. How is the panel looking for the Munster Championship?
2: I suppose I'll start with the. I suppose that I suppose the negatives. Um, who definitely won't feature against Warford, um, will be Mark Russell. He pulled up against Westmead in a challenge last week. Uh Cahill Dealy um, won't feature against Warford, and Thomas Quirk, who would have been the sub keeper in the league final, he's out. So they're both out. They're not long term injuries, but they just won't. They won't be ready for the. They just won't be ready for the Warford game. Uh, the long-term injuries. Um, Cole and and Paddy are still out, and I don't know at this stage. I don't know are they going to feature in the championship, uh, but they're still out. Um, and the only other doubt would be Stephen Quirk. Um, but he should be, he should be back full training now next week. But the only problem there is, he hasn't had any game time since the Cavan game, so that's the only. But I suppose on positive news, Stephen O'Brien is back full training. Um, and he's going to feature in a in a challenge match there tonight. Uh, Lee McGrath of Lockmore has joined the panel um since since the league. And Kuba Beben um, is back uh, fully fit. Uh, so we'll say he's he was the goalkeeper, the subkeeper before he got injured. Um, so, so he's back.
1: I suppose one one talking point from that um, is the Mark Russell injury. I mean, he really lit up the league. His improvement has been substantial. How surprised have you been? How taken back have you been by this particular improvement?
2: Yeah, like I suppose to be fair to, uh, I suppose last year he was outstanding for Arlo, um, and you know he came in. Um, he didn't start the first two league matches, and uh, we played Longford in a challenge match in between round two and round three. And he was super and 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 to be fair to him he's kicked on ever since the sligo game and he's been you know, he's been outstanding and um yes he has there's no point in saying otherwise he has i think he's probably you know, he has like his level his level of performance has been really really good and actually i think he can even get better and what i mean by that is uh, i know i was questioned a lot after the final over why did we take him off and and um and uh, and uh, you know, but he he's working towards that he can actually get 70 minutes into his legs, and um, and 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 that's where and that's where he needs to get to. But yeah, look, um, he's been an incredible find uh, to be fair this year.
1: So with the league final defeat, it ended a substantial winning run, and I suppose there were plenty of opportunities to win that particular game. Now it's kind of in a situation where we start the championship where it almost sort of looks like Tip can't lose. It's the opening year of the Talton Cup, so obviously Tip win the Monster, finally get the Monster final, you're in the top sixteen. If you don't, you end up in the Talton Cup, and there's a real chance of silverware. Um, what are the thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, um, um, I suppose we want to like. I suppose the big disappointment in the league final was we actually lost the game because it obviously stopped our run. I don't know, that would have been six wins on the bounce and and like looking back at the looking back at the league final um, against Kevin, it's a game we should have won. We had we, we had enough ball. Um, it was just it was just silly errors. Uh, the, the two goals I would consider were very soft goals to concede oh. from our point of view, and that's the thing that we've been working towards over the last couple of weeks, working on. And um, like we had, we had an excellent camp in Forta there uh, on Monday, and you know the, the lads are really, uh, to be fair, they've kicked on from the league and they're moving really well. um uh, you know I suppose Talton Cup, Monster, like w- we'll be going out to win every game, and that's you know I'm not looking at Munster mm-hmm. Finals or Talton Cup. We're just looking at Warford, and and look, we can't look any any further than Warford like let's say January there we were lucky to come out really with a draw um. so and Watford that was the only point that Watford got um. but on the flip side of that if you look at Watford results they got bet by no bar the cabin game they got bet by no more than three points i think in any of the games so they, they, they actually were very competitive in the league so look we're not looking any any further than the Watford game and we can't because yeah. Waterford have some very good players, the likes of the Corries and Conor Mori, and um, so we just have to be very, very careful. And Dungarvan is not a a place that Tipperary can take for granted either. I
1: suppose looking forward to this match. If there is one match that Waterford are sort of perennially g'd up for each and every championship year, it is Tipperary, isn't it?
2: Real, yeah, you know, uh, Waterford would always feel that they can beat Tipperary, and um, you know. But look, look, the big thing that. Uh, that we need to concentrate is get a performance. If we can get a performance, really move the ball quick and bring intensity to the game. Um, you know, we feel we should be good enough to beat Warford, but we just have to bring that that pace to the game, that intensity to the game. Um, you know, and and we need to start from from, from the very first second. Um so because if we play, if we play slow, lethargic football, um, we're gonna get punished. And it's and um and um, do you know, and I, I, I suppose the big thing do you know, the, the, the five games that we played we started really I think we started really well and in a lot of them we won a lot of throw-ins and stuff as well so we, we, we need to do the same thing on Saturday week
1: The Munster draw is about as competitive as it's ever been I mean tip on the rise in the Division 3 Limerick to Division 2 Clare comfortably holding on have you ever experienced a draw as competitive as it is right now?
2: Probably not. You uh, know, um, over the last couple of years, you know, um, um, I would say Clare have always been there. Have been very look. Obviously, Clare. Are, what, I think I think six, seven seasons now in Division Two, so they've been always up there. And and to be fair to Limerick, you uh, know, they've been improving every year, and now they're up in Division Two next year, which is which which is an unbelievable achievement for them. And uh, do like Warford have been competitive as well. And um, do and I suppose, I suppose after a bad start, we were after having a decent league as well. Um, so yeah, um, I would say all the four teams would say, you know what, if we get a bit of luck, we, we, we've got a good chance of getting to Munster final. And um, you know, so it's really really competitive, and um, which is great for Munster football. Um, my personal opinion, I think there's five. Do there's a couple of. I think Kerry at the minute are probably a good, a good bit ahead of us, uh, of, of the five teams at Munster, and that's including Cork. Um, and I would say Cork. Uh, do you know? I'd say do you know? I would say the four teams, if they were playing Cork as well, would would feel they have a good chance as well. To be fair, so, so it's actually a very competitive province, maybe outside of Kerry. Um, but at the same time two years ago Cork proved look every game is different and and you, you you just never know and there's going to be a lot a lot of pressure on Kerry as well a lot of talk on Kerry and it's like getting every team will have a bad game over the course of the championship it's, and it's and it's really up to that team can they take advantage of of when Kerry are playing bad but anyway the, the first focus uh, for us is really on Marford.
1: I suppose I'll just ask the question, um, if you can. What what is Tipperary's target for this particular year? How are you focusing on the championship
2: ahead? Like I suppose our target, we'd like to be in the Sam Maguire, and for us to be in the Sam Maguire, we have to get to a Munster final. Um, um, but uh, we will deal with the Titan Cup if we're in it, and we will we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. Um, and I just hope Crow Park give every bit of respect towards it by actually promoting it properly and not. Not, not, not have a kind of a Tommy Murphy cup uh, situation. Um, so, um, I was reading stuff on like I still, I still can't get get my head around like the Talton Cup final in my eyes. If people, if people really want to promote the Talton Cup, the Talton Cup final should be with the all um, and final. And I, I'd actually argue should to be even all stars for the Talton Cup and stuff like that. That's how, that's how you're going to get the engagement with the players and the coaching teams, I think that's that's my opinion. Honestly,
1: it's it's an opinion that I would share. I feel there's a credible argument for the final of the Tolting Cup to be held as a curtain raiser for the All-Ireland Football final. Um, if there is a genuine desire to grow this competition and to gather engagement across all counties, for me there's no justifiable reason as to why the Tolton Cup shouldn't be on as a curtain raiser to the the big deal I mean the idea behind the competition is great and in my opinion it now needs to be backed and it needs to be backed properly Sports Beat with HollywoodBets.ie, bringing all the blockbuster action to the palm of your hand. 18 plus. Gamble responsibly. See GamblingCare.ie. That's it from this week's show. If you have something that you'd like to talk about, email me at sport at beat102103.com and we will certainly look at it. Dean's on the way next with Beat Anthems.